everyone, welcome back. This is episode 22 of Let's Chat Podcast. This week's episode, I will be answering your dating dilemma and questions. I haven't done it in a while, so if you are interested in hearing more, stay tuned. First of all, before I even start um, this episode, I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone's feedback um everyone's love and support on my last episode thank you guys so much I it's one of those things where I just release content and I'm not necessarily expecting comment and feedback sometimes um but I always do appreciate it once I do get it. So for those of you who've reached out to me, thank you so much. Um, and for my listeners out there who listened to it and found it very useful, thank you for that as well. Now, you guys might hear that I'm sounding a bit different. And that is, I have a cold. I woke up last night and... I just woke up with sniffles. Actually, to be honest with you, my daughter um had a bit of sniffles and I'm in close contact with her all the time. So I think she passed it on to me and I just got hit with it a lot harder than she has. So excuse how I sound. So sorry about that. But the show has to keep moving. So... On that note, let's answer some of these questions. So the first question says, Netflix and chill request. A guy I went to high school with slid in my DMs after I saw him out grocery shopping. He recognized me with the mask. We exchanged numbers and he's been texting me consistently for a few days. Today, he suggested we Netflix and chill using the exact terminology. I understand our options are limited with COVID, but from my understanding, Netflix and chill is a very specific activity that comes with the expectation of sex. So that's probably the only thing he's looking for, right? He didn't say we should have dinner or anything like that. He specifically said Netflix and chill. I don't want to set low standards and I don't want him to think he can put in minimal effort, but there's a pandemic going on. I don't want to put myself in a position. Excuse me. I don't want to put myself in a position I've been in before by allowing these things to happen. Sis, you've said it yourself. You don't want to set the standards low and that is the lowest of standards possible. This is the time when you are meant to set your boundaries and set your standards with the guy. And if Netflix and chill is not a viable option for you because you think that that requires minimal effort, which it does, then they there's no pressure for you to go and see him. Number two, we are in a pandemic right now. I completely understand, you know, the need and want to connect with people, but You've only been in contact with this guy for, what, a few days? You don't know who he's been around. You don't know who he's been exposed to. And for the mere fact is that he wants to see you and do absolutely nothing but sit down and watch TV tells me that this man does not have anything positive to add to you and your interactions. So, sis, what I would do, I would decline the offer, number one. 
Number two, if he then decides to add something to the equation by, hmm, I don't know, planning an actual date, then I would give him another chance. But at this moment in time, I just wouldn't even go there because that does scream minimal effort. And if you do decide to go over there and Netflix and chill, you have now set the standard for that man to do the absolute bare minimum. So it's not that deep. Um, You are not that pressed. And I would decline that offer and I will carry on and move on. And I honestly, I wouldn't even text him to be honest with you because I would feel some type of way because trust me, a guy will tell you all he needs to tell you about how he feels about you. When a guy is pursuing you and actively wants to get to know you, you will see it. You can see it. It's so funny how we get blindsided when we when it's a guy that we don't like and he's putting all this effort and energy towards us. And we're like, oh my God, this dude is always on me. But it's, you know, it's annoying. It's, it's everything that we're not looking for, right? But when it's a guy that we actually like, you know, we'll be looking for a magnifying glass to see, you know, that same level of energy that you know, he's not putting forward. So I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't, um, I just wouldn't go there with him. A really good friend of mine said to me, she, uh, he said, Jennifer, you are worthy of pursuit. And that is so powerful because that is not only for myself, but it's for every woman out there. You are worthy of pursuit. And if a man cannot go ahead and put the energy um, towards that, it's not the man for you, trust me. And you don't want to be in nobody's house, Netflix and chilling. You can do that in your own house, COVID free. Okay, sis. So hopefully, um, you leave that man alone because he's just, he's not worth it. Right. Moving on. Next question. So question number two says how to get over a breakup during pandemic. Oh, sis, that one hurts. I can, I feel for you. So this person wrote in and said, my boyfriend and I broke up. We were dating for almost two years and everything was great. Long story short, he broke up with me because I told him I didn't like the way he was treating me the last few months of our relationships. He would often cancel plans at the last minute and make no effort to reschedule. He started going days and even weeks without speaking to me. I told him these actions were unacceptable. He then said that he didn't want to be together anymore because I complained about these actions. Yikes, right? I work from home, so I'm mostly in my apartment all day, just rehashing our breakup over and over in our mind. I can barely focus on my job. I can't really go out and meet other men to get over him because there's a pandemic going on. I've already tried time with friends and family, exercise, praying, biking, journaling, and focusing on myself. Still nothing distracts me from the fact that the man I loved dumped me. My question is, how do you get over a breakup during a pandemic? What are some tips to ease the pain? Okay, so I think that you already knew where this was going and you were delaying the inevitable. He made that decision for you because you said that this man was, and I will use what you said. Hold on, let me go back up. He said, 
He started going days and even weeks without speaking to me. I told him these actions were unacceptable. He then said that he didn't want to be together anymore. So he would cancel plans with you. He was treating you like an option. He wasn't attentive towards you. He wasn't mindful of how his actions, you know, was impacting you emotionally, physically. You were basically alone in a relationship. And he, when he decided that he no longer could take it, he gaslighted you and said that you were the problem and not him. He has removed all sources of responsibility for his actions and behavior. And now you are pining for a man who has treated you wrong. Okay. See that Jedi mind trick right there. He was not up to par. He was not doing his part in this relationship. And instead of acknowledging his bad behavior, instead of acknowledging the neglect, he's now made you the problem. And the minute he dumped you, you are now blaming yourself for being vocal for wanting what you wanted. Sis, he's done you a favor. Because if you are supposed to be in a relationship, your man is supposed to give you time. He's supposed to respect you enough to cancel and reschedule. He's not supposed to ghost you. He's not supposed to go incognito and you're looking for him everywhere. And then when, you know, he decides to come back, you're the problem. I know it's going to hurt because he's put the blame on you and now you feel the burden of I've just lost somebody because I've opened my mouth and said I don't like this level of treatment. But that's how you need to look at this. This is not someone who loved you because if someone loves you, they would treat you with love. They would respect your time. They would respect your emotions and they will respect the relationship. This seems very one-sided, at least towards, you know, the end of your relationship. And I know it's really hard at the minute now because yeah, we are in a pandemic and, you know, it's really hard to to go through this alone. I completely understand. But I would rather do it alone than with someone who I think I'm in a relationship with and I think I'm in a partnership with who is paying me dust. Like, it, it's okay to be alone. It is. It is. Honestly, it's okay to be alone. And it's okay to demand respect. And if that person cannot give it to you, then let them go, sis. Let him go. And be kind to yourself. You don't need distraction. You don't need distraction. What you need to be is completely honest with yourself and the situation. L read back what you said and then really consider whether or not you are absolutely devastated that this man broke up with you. Read back what you said and really deep it and think, is this the level of treatment that I require in a relationship? Ask yourself that. And if you are happy with that, girl, then go ahead and cry for that man. But if it's not what you are looking for, if it's not the relationship that you require, let him go. And all those things that you've, you've mentioned, 
The reason why you're not finding joy in it because you are actively using it as a distraction. Don't do that. When you are spending time with friends and family, be in that present moment. Be in that moment. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Don't use, you know, your friends, people, even exercise to to distract you from what you're feeling. No, be present. Be present in the moment. And if you are having a difficult time, you know, um, navigating how you're feeling, talk to a close family member or friend and say, hey, listen, like this guy did this to me and I'm over here and I'm absolutely devastated by it. And, you know, I thought, you know, he was like this and he would be like this. Whatever those emotions are, talk them out. And I think the minute that you decide to talk them out and you express how you're feeling and and the truth of your situation, I promise you, you the rose-colored glasses will come off. They will. It doesn't seem like it now. They will. And I know a lot of times, you know, when... Um, a relationship doesn't work out. People are, you know, looking to connect with somebody new. I get it. It's human nature. It's human behavior. It's our ego. It's a lot of things in the mix. Take time to, you know, get acquainted or reacquainted with yourself again and figure out what went wrong. Figure out why you accepted that level of treatment and behavior. Figure that out first and then when you start thinking about pursuing a relationship, think about the traits that you are looking for in your next partner and start establishing boundaries and start establishing, you know, your your level of standards. And so the minute that you can identify what those are, when someone is not showing that to you, you got to go. You got to go. And you have to be so firm with yourself and and how you want to be treated that you cannot tolerate some bullshit. It's hard because we like to talk ourselves out of things, but define what your boundaries and your standards are and make sure that not only does a guy that you're talking to live up to it, but a guy that you don't even know and you meet online or someone in your past, anybody who gets in contact with you and who's looking at you or you're looking at them as a potential, ensure that your boundaries are in place, your standards are in place, and then you actively put them to the test with these people to help eradicate behaviors like this, okay? So I know it's hard, says. Trust me, I know it's hard, but use this time to reflect and use this time to continue to better yourself. You're doing all the right things, but you're using them to distract yourself. Be in the moment, be kind to yourself, and trust me, he did your favor. So the next question reads, I'm nervous to date after divorce. I have been with my ex for 10 plus years, meaning I have been out of the dating world for that long. I don't even know where to begin. I like to naturally find someone, but it's super hard during these times, plus a crazy work schedule. I'm nervous guys are going to judge me because I got a divorce. I feel like I'm ready to get back out there. What do you recommend? 
<sighs> so dating after divorce can be scary. Trust me, because especially if you've been with someone for the amount of time that you've been in, it's a whole nother level out here. I'm not in the dating world, so I can't necessarily tell you exactly how it is, but from the conversations I've had with friends who are currently dating, both men and female, it's it's difficult. It is difficult because I think we are in a society now where the value of relationships has tremendously gone down. I feel like we are now in a very much hookup culture. There's a lot of blame on each side um, for that. But I don't think that you will be judged harshly because you got a divorce. If we're going to be completely honest with you, and especially, you know, um, with everything going on now in this world, divorce is not a taboo. It's not something, you know, that people wear with pride, especially if it's, you know, not resulting because of you. I feel like we shame a lot of women when it comes to divorce. Men don't necessarily get a lot of flack. I think men, when they get divorced, get some level of, of praise because it shows that they can commit, even though they may not be, you know, a faithful husband in that marriage. They, you know, they could be all sorts of different things. But the negative connotation that comes with divorce always falls primarily on the woman, which I really hate. And a lot of that comes from women as well. Um, but I think you will find out that you are in good company. You are. And instead of trying to jump back in the dating game, what I would suggest, especially since you've been with, you know, your ex for quite a lot of time is to spend time relearning yourself again. What do you like? What can you bring to the table? What are you looking for in your next relationship? Start thinking about all of these things because the next relationship that you are in, you want to bring your best version. Always, always you want to bring, you know, your best version. So what I would say is take some time out and just really learn what 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 went wrong in that relationship and what part did you play in that and what are you looking for? And then once you kind of figure out exactly, you know, where you are and you're at peace with the decision that you are no longer married and you are divorced and you are confident and you are emotionally settled within yourself, then I would say, you know, put yourself out there. Now, I've not been on a dating app in a very long time. I think the last time I was on a dating app, I was 21. Um, so I, I mean, you want to, I'm in two minds because I like to meet people organically. Um, cause you never know what you're going to get on the internet, but to increase your reach, <laughs> 
you know, online dating is a great tool. Okay. So what I would say is start organically, you know, um, go out. I know it's COVID-19 and we're, we are in a pandemic and, and things are quite limited, but what I would say is maybe use this downtime to work on yourself. And then in the new year, hopefully everything starts to, you know, restore itself back again. When, you know, when things lighten up, put yourself out there. How, you know, how do you come across in public spaces? Are you dressed up? Do you, you know, go to bars and restaurants? And I'm not talking about, you know, your sleazy bars. I'm talking about really upscale lounges. Um, are you dressed to the nines? Are you comfortable in, in, in going out on your own um, and enjoying your time in company while still looking visually appealing and, and keeping yourself open to the potential of meeting somebody while you're there, I mean, there's so many things that you can do organically, you know, even going to your favorite books, uh, store, or even meeting someone in the grocery store. Um, it's all about how you look. It's all about if you're warm and inviting and, you know, maybe you have some friends who might hook you up with someone who is single. There's so many things that you can do from, a organic point of view to put yourself out there but you have to put yourself out there and putting yourself out there is not necessarily going up to a guy and saying hey I find you attractive um and and sparking a conversation no I am all about men approaching you because number one that shows that they have chosen you so you don't have to worry in terms of their level of interest, all you have to then gauge is what their intentions are, okay? So never approach a man, but leave yourself open and make yourself inviting enough for a man to approach you. So smile, um, you know, and just seem like a really warm, friendly person. But that's only when this pandemic lets up. I don't know where you are in the world right now. So, you know, if it's here in the UK, um, lockdown, we're all in the house. <laughs> so that's not possible. Um, so if you are in a country or in a state in where you are locked down and you can't go out and you can't socialize, um, go, you know, online dating and use that opportunity to, to, gauge the type of guys that you like and 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 the forms of communication that you can establish with different type of men and it will be easy for you once you start doing that feeling comfortable getting back into that space is to weed out the ones who aren't interested weed out the ones who are only pursuing for sexual reasons and then hopefully you can find a small batch where you can a, either build a friendship or B, build something that's worth pursuing. So just use this time to work on yourself. And then if you want to explore dating, you know, um, if you're in lockdown, go online, figure out what's around in your area. Use this time to work on your level of communication. I would not lead with, hi, I'm a divorcee. I won't lead on that. If it's asked, then 
yeah, be completely honest with you. Be completely honest about it. There's no shame. Nobody can shame you into making a decision that's best for you. Okay? Don't let anybody shame you. And if you're feeling a level of shame from somebody, that's not the person you want to deal with. Okay? So take this time out to deal with yourself and how you're feeling about the divorce and making sure that you are showcasing your best version of yourself. So that's working on yourself mentally, working on yourself emotionally, working on yourself physically and spending that necessarily time with yourself. And then when you feel like you're in a good enough space, start to put yourself out there. So best of luck, sis. Um, Dating after divorce is exciting. Honestly, hello. There's so many guys out there. Oh, girl. So just enjoy it. But obviously, you know, focus on yourself first. Okay, guys, and the last final question, because my nose is so bunged up, <laughs> I don't even know how I sound on this. Um, the next question is a bit long. It's really long, actually. Um, I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Okay. So it says... Oh, this is long. Okay, pray for me, guys, on this one. Because this is, I mean, this is a dissertation. <laughs> this is a dissertation. Oh, all right. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let go. Okay, this one says, Anyways, I met this guy in late 2017 through a mutual friend. And we started a friends with benefits situation. Never had feelings for him and was frankly quite disgusted by his personality at first. So he was last on my roster for a long time, only to be used when I was bored. Savage. I blew him off all the time, but he continued to blow me up, asking to hang out. I only entertained it when my better prospects weren't around. Things changed when I went through a mental breakdown where even my closest friends I'd known for years cut contact. He was the only person that not only stuck around, but didn't judge me at all. He never treated me like I was sick, never made me feel ashamed. Shortly after, I went through a major traumatic event where I lost some members of my immediate household and their subsequent financial support. I confided in him, and he and we continued seeing each other sporadically for two more years. I began feeling major attraction towards him, but that was offset by his continued broken promises. Said he make, said he'll take me on dates, but never follow through. Eventually, I stopped taking him serious and threw him back on the bench. He was demoted to practice squad because I hear actions, not words. Okay? Until finally, after coming back from a six-month-long work trip out of state, his entire vibe changed. Throughout our relationship... Is this a relationship, sis? Okay. Situationship? Well, it's kind of a relationship. Anyways. Throughout our relationship, he was always asking for reassurance that I indeed liked him. I just thought he was insecure. I never thought he would possible possibly have feelings for me. Even though he remembered a lot of things I said on the fly and would be the first person to watch all my stories like a second after I posted them. Let me just tell you, ladies, that doesn't mean shit. Okay, moving on. 
He did introduce me to all of his friends, which shocked me. Also, ladies, that also doesn't mean shit. Um, I thought we were just gonna fuck again. Ooh, excuse me, my French. Um, not hang out with his inner circle and go to work functions, lol. And one day he finally said the L word. I was shocked. Oh my gosh, he's not e- <sighs> This is really long. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm gonna keep going anyways. I pretended to not hear him. I didn't know what to say. I wasn't even sure how I felt. I didn't respond, but he said it again while I was staring into his eyes, riding him. (laughs) (laughs) He said it after two. We used to have the most passionate sex. Lord, this sounds toxic as hell. But I knew he was seeing other women. Oh my goodness, this is toxic. This is toxic as... This is toxic. But we... Okay. Okay, but I knew he was seeing other women. And after one embarrassing hookup, where I did something pretty disgusting because I was so drunk, things kind of fell apart. Sis... With all this level of detail, you're going to leave that out? What did you do? What did you do? Oh, my God. I'm I'm now intrigued. Okay. He unfollowed me on social media. Damn, girl, what did you do? I reached out and apologized profusely, and he told me not to bring it up again, and all is well, quote, unquote, babe. First time he ever called me that. Oh, he was being sarcastic. I was so confused because he left me deleted online. Months passed and I finally decided to stop reaching out after being constantly orbited. We would... He, we would... Fuck? And... Is that... Okay, I think we would have sex and he would always promise to come see me. But some BS would happen like him falling asleep. Oh, sorry. It's okay. We would text. I don't know what this girl's trying to say. Um, we would do something, and he would always promise to come see me. Okay, probably text. Um, but some BS would happen, like him falling asleep. Just excuses, really. I went no contact for about three months. He started blocking me, which really threw me off because one of our only arguments was over me blocking him, and we both agreed it was childish, and we never do it. Um, again. The day I finally decided I was over him, I kid you not, he adds me back on social media. I am dumbfounded. I am super thorough investigator, so I knew he was dating someone seriously at the time, and he introduced her to his siblings before he told me he never brought a close girl to his family, so when I found out about this, I decided I was done and got over him. However, if you look at his social media, there really is no trace of her except a few thirsty comments under his pics. He posts pics and stories of the dates and outings and always conveniently left her out, including everyone else in the pics and videos. I also found out that although he introduced her to his family, he was still stuck on another ex who actually moved across the country recently to try and get back with him I assume. As I'm typing this, I'm realizing he really ain't shit. Okay, sis, so what's the problem? Anyways, after learning all this info, I'm heartbroken and confused. What? I make the just I made the decision to move across the country myself and not even tell him. I just wanted to disappear, so I did. I noticed he was obsessing 
my page, you can see responding to a story highlighted, I posted like 200 weeks ago, very randomly. It was like he was constantly going through my highlights instead of being the very first to watch my story, trying to be slick and not look thirsty. A few weeks, sis, <laughs> for someone you said that you were over, this is a... Oh, this is a lot. This is a lot. A few weeks ago, he hit me up and asked where I was living because I moved cities a few months ago due to COVID, so it made getting together more difficult. Now that I had moved across the country, I was vague with him and asked simply why he wanted to know because he wasn't going to see me anyway. He responded something like, why not? And I just left him on red. I don't hate him, but I decided I no longer want to entertain his attention. That doesn't mean I don't want to see what he has going on in his life. I like his posts and I always hope he's doing well. That's why I continued keeping him on my page. But one morning during my daily page visits, I find daily page visits, I find out I am blocked. I hadn't spoken to him in weeks. Last time commenting on a story post, he didn't even read. Now all of a sudden I'm blocked just like that. I know he'd been going through a rocky patch with his current ex. I thought maybe she has something to do with it. But at the same time, he keeps so many parts of his life compartmentalized. I doubt she had the wits to put two and two together. I jumped through seriously creepy hoops to get this info and even used some of my intuition because he's so good at looking single. I admit I'm still in love with him, but I'm focusing on myself from now on. The only thing racking my mind is why would he randomly blocked me? I never called, texted, or reached out to him. It does hurt a little. Sis, I would block you too. There's a lot going on. You act as if you don't want to be with this guy. You act as if you moved on. You act as if you don't care. You go in and out of each other's lives like... You know, it's so normal. And then the minute that you show or he does something that bothers you and he shows a level of non-commitment or whatever the case might be, you go ghost, you leave him alone, and then the cycle continues. Both of you guys sound immature as hell. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You both sound immature but how, look at how the tables have turned. You were not interested in this man at all. You played him. You treated him like he was just something to do when you were born. And now the energy that you gave to him initially is coming back to you and you can't take it. You can't handle it. Leave this man alone. You don't know what love is. You are not in love with him. You are upset that you did not get chosen. That's it. He did not choose you. So you are upset. Your ego is upset. You don't understand. And you are constantly. And you just, you're stalking this man. For someone who's so unbothered, daily visits, using intuition, doing the most to find and seek information to validate what? His choice and decision not to choose you. Move on. Okay, and I don't know if that's linked to you doing some nasty stuff in the bedroom. Ladies, keep your legs closed to men who have not committed to you. 
okay? I know a lot of us claim to be, you know, capable of having sex without any emotional connections and ties. And this is hot girl city or hot girl summer, whatever you want to call it. No, no. A lot of women cannot have sex without forming a level of attachment to any man. This is why friends with benefits doesn't work out. This is why situationships, you know, get really muddy and people get hurt. If a man has not shown you a level of commitment, i.e. made you his girlfriend, i.e. made you his fiance, i.e. made you his wife, close your legs, close your legs. And until then, leave this man alone. You moved across country, yet you are still orbiting yourself around him. Okay, just this. I'm sorry. It that just that whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous. Just read that back. Read that back to yourself, and tell me if you sound like you are making the wisest decision. You're not. I understand that, you know, you've gone through some mental um, issues and that might be impacting your decision-making at the minute now. But, sis, leave this man alone. He has shown you he does not care. He has shown you that... um, you know, that you don't play an important part in his life, and that's okay. It might hurt, but it's okay. I'm just gonna let you know that men make it very clear. They do. Men make it very clear if they like you and want you around. I don't know why we keep brainwashing ourselves to think that that's not the case. But anyways, on that note, guys, thank you. Sorry about that. (laughs) On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening, and This will be the last episode for, I don't know, it might be the last, no, it won't be the last episode for the year. I will do a 2020 recap, but for the time being, guys, um, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.